Praise God. Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made and we are glad and we rejoice in this. Today, May 24th, Sunday morning. I'm so excited and I'm blessed God because God gave you a wonderful night rest. And I trust God that you have been blessed with all my podcast messages. I am still your host, Reverend Muywa Ajo. This morning, I believe God that as we go into the world, God will bless us and bless your heart and your life will only be the same. In Jesus' name, Amen. Uh, I'll be sharing what I titled Love Portrait. God is the source of love. And when we find God, we find love. Because it is wrong to search for love with someone who does not know God or who does not know the source of love himself. Because true love flows from both directions in any good relationship or in any good marriage. Uh, I believe that my message of thought analysis has opened up a lot of things. But today I'll be adding to it on the area of love. Because I found out over the world that love is the most used word and is the most abused word all over the world, particularly among couples, among marriages, uh, in marriages, in relationships. Uh, it's been abused. It's been abused. A lot of people say what they don't mean. A lot of people pro- profess the love they don't even understand. They profess the love they don't even know. The Bible says, they that know their God, they shall be strong and do exploit. But they that know their God, they shall be weak and be exploited. A lot of people have been exploited by the kind of love they profess. They said, I love you, whereas they mean something else. Sometimes you see a guy, who, a man who look at a woman's eyes and tell her, I love you. Whereas what he loves is something else. And whatever he loves, once he gets it, he throws the lady into trash can. Sometimes you see you see a lady who say to a man that I love you. Maybe he love his fact that he has his pack, he has good shape, he's tall, he's handsome. You can see that most times we love wrong things instead of loving the right thing. And it is very important to know that the source of love is God. The Bible makes us understand in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 5. In NIV translation, the Bible says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Because the truth matter is that no man can love without the Holy Spirit. No man can love when you don't understand that the love of God is poured out, is poured out, is breathed out from God, who is the source of love, by the Holy Spirit. You can't love when you don't have the Holy Spirit. It's difficult to love without the Holy Spirit. And that's why you see people love, they give love, they give what they did not mean. They give what they did not really have intention for. And that's why you see a lot of people who are going through depression today, who are going through attacks today, who are going through all kinds of suppression, who are going through all kinds of all kinds of things all over the world today. People kill themselves, people commit suicide because somebody professed wrong love towards them. And they said, I can't take it any longer. They go and kill themselves. So what I'm trying to say this morning is that love is God. Love is God. The Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The love that comes from God does not bring a man to the point of perishing. No man perish with God's kind of love. No man perish with God's kind The source of love is God. So when somebody tells you, I love you, 
you have to read it from the point of God. Is this saying it from the point of God or is saying it from a selfish purpose? So a lot of people say what they did not mean because love is truly abused. You see a man who tells a woman, I love you. The question is that, is he in love with the content or in love with the container? Because a lot of people are truly in love with the container, not the content. And the content is the real thing. It's the most important. So you have to look into the content, not just the container. Oh, pastor, what happened to the container? The container is also very good. Of course, there's nothing wrong in admiring the container. But what is the most important is the content. Don't love him because of his breasts. Don't love him because of his money. Don't love her because he has a good shape, he has a pointed nose. Because anything can happen to that pointed nose tomorrow. And see a lot of people who say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And once they can't see what they love again in marriage, they get tired of the lady. They get tired of the man. If you love because of money, money will finish. If you love because of his breast, one day the breast will fall. So if you love him for a wrong reason, the wrong reason will come to limelight very soon. And after the whole thing, you find that both of you are back to square one. So that's why the love of God is poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit that was given to us. So love is, is, is from God. God is love. Our lives are shaped by people who love us and people who does not love us. You have to understand that in life. You have to understand that in life. So this morning, I'll be sharing with you something very key and I want you to just pay attention. The question this morning is what love is not Number one, love is not emotion. I saw a lady one day who came to me and said, Pastor, I love this guy. Anytime I see him, I can't even breathe. I said, this is an asthmatic, uh, asthmatic love. <laughs> Imagine somebody tell you, anytime I see him, anytime I see her, I can't even eat. I said, this is lack of appetite love. <laughs> if, if, if anybody tells you, I love you, and anytime I see you, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like fainting. That is a dying love. <laughs> That's a love that is, will, will lead you to death, untimely death, untimely death love. So you have to understand the kind of love you are professing. And you have to be careful when you use this love. Because it's been abused. A lot of people have abused it. A lot of married couples have abused it. A lot of relationships is abusing it. And because of that, a lot of relationships do not last the test of time. A lot of marriages today, they marry, tomorrow they, they divorce. And you ask them, why divorce? You say, I can't, I, I, I'm not just interested in anymore. Why? Because they profess love they did not understand. They profess love they did not understand. So love is not emotion. Love is not what you feel. Because feeling cannot be trusted. Love is what you do. Love is work. It's not word. It is easier for anyone to say I love you. It's not for a man to say I love you. It's not for a woman to say I love you. But work is work is not is not word. Because a lot of a lot of seer are not a lot are not doers. A lot of men who says what they not mean. A lot of women who says what they not mean. And that's why you have to guide your heart with all diligence because that is where the issues of life comes in. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. So love is not sex. It's not just about sex. Oh, show me how much you love me. Like, show me how, how can I know truly that you love me? Let's make love together. Let's have sex together. Love is not sex. If it's just all about sex, then we are of all men most miserable. It's not just about sex. It's not just, I, I, let me see your body. Let, let me see, let's play together. Let's have fun together. Sex, love is not just fun. 
all these things don't get me wrong emotion is part of it feeling is part of it but they are not the basis sex is not the basis of love because by the time you get married you will have sex and you get tired of having sex you will see your nakedness of your husband nakedness of your wife and sometimes you are not even moved to have anything to do with her why because your mind is engaged Maybe you are thinking about so many things. You are thinking about how strength. You are thinking about how to pay children's school fees. And your wife is naked before you. You are not even moved. You are not even seeing her. But I find out that the Bible says stolen water is very sweet. That's what the Bible says. Stolen water is sweet. But let me tell you, at the end of it all is bitter. Bitterness is the end product of every stolen water. And that's why you have you have to understand the love that is processing is professing to you. Love is not physical appearance. It's not six pack. It's not ten pack. I see some ladies sometimes when they see a man that off his shirt, off his shirt, and off his of his singlet, and and they see six pack, and they start fantasizing. I wish I can sleep with him. I wish I can he can just touch me. You see, that's the crazy thing that is happening over the world today. I can't just imagine what is happening over the world today. People fantasize on something that that is fruitless. Love is not physical attitude. Love is not attitude of possession. It's not money. It's not car. For the father, he has a car today. He may not have a car tomorrow. So don't fantasize about something that is wrong. You say, "I, I, I, you love him because of his car." Though you know, nobody knows that's why you love him. But you, 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 you in your heart, you know why you love him. I love him because he has money. He can spend for me. He can give me money. He can he, he buy he buys me new phone. He buys me iPhone. Listen to me. A man that buy you iPhone today with a wrong motive, he will buy you low phone tomorrow. <laughs> he will turn your life from high to low, and that is what will happen. I pray for someone today that the true love and the genuine love of God will grow in your heart. There are two types of love. There's free love. There's covenant love. Free love gives. Unwaited pregnancy is STD, STI. It makes your life miserable. But covenant love gives sacrificially. But God so love that He gave. The true love of God always looking for what to give. That He gave. That He gave. For God so loved that He gave. Not what we get out of it. Not, not for selfish reason. Not what I can get out of it. Not what I can take in it. Is what you can give. What are you willing to give to her? What are you willing to give to him? What have you been giving in the marriage? You have been married for 30 years, for 20 years. What have you been giving? Or you have always been looking. What has what he also given? I see some people, they, they, they call over nothing, but like some of them that stay in the relationship, and you hear the man say, I have been the one calling her. He, 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 she doesn't call me. No, that is not love. If you truly love her, then keep calling her. <laughs> So covenant love gives. It gives rings. It gives you life. It gives you aspiration. It makes your vision come alive. And that's what it does. Because without love, we are nothing. Love is not force. You don't force to love. You don't force to love. So that is what love is not. Now, what is what love is now? Let's look at what love is now, which is very important. But before I go there, I want us to look at the scriptures together in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Verse 7. Please just give me one second. Okay. 
The Bible says in let's look at it in the NIV version. Never version. The Bible makes understand that beloved, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Listen to me carefully, friends, friends, brothers and sisters. No man has the capacity to love if he's not born of God and he does not know God. For they that know their God, they shall be strong. Anywhere you see genuine love, you see someone that is born of God and you see someone that knows God. It's the criteria, two criteria to know that this is a genuine love. One that is born of God. I have seen, I've seen people who deceive ladies who deceive themselves i've seen i've seen a brother who deceived a lady into marriage and after the marriage he began to profess his true nature can somebody come to church and pretend to be a muslim he pretend to be a muslim and whereas i mean he pretend to be a christian rather and whereas a muslim and and i married the lady Married the lady, and after two weeks, he gave the lady again, gave him test bill. He said, This is your gift in marriage. And the lady went to the pastor and told the pastor, He said, Pastor, this man has deceived me. And the pastor called the brother. He said, Why did you deceive my daughter? And he told the pastor, Where were you when I was deceiving your daughter? That means that you are not truly man of God, you are not a genuine man of God. And he said to the pastor, What you have join together. Let no man put us under. So the lady was deceived into marriage. And that's why you see all kinds of things you see in marriage today because there was no true love. They were not born of God and they did not know God. And look at verse 8. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. He said, whoever does not love does not know God. He does not know God because God is love. Now, let's jump to verse 17. Very interesting. I, do, I, I can't just read everything because of time. God, this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In the world, we are in Christ. We are like Christ. In the world, we are like Christ. Hallelujah. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Fear is torment. The one who fear is not made perfect in love. I, I have seen a lot of couples today where wife has to go and pray and fast before he talks to your husband. Can you imagine that? Your wife has to go and fast and pray. My wife has never prayed and fast to talk to me. She's freely talked to me. Because I see a lot of people, you say, I, 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 have to, I have to respect my husband. So that's why I have to, I have to come with, with reference. Now, nobody says not come with reference, but don't come with fear. Because anywhere there is fear, there is torment. Anywhere there is fear, there is no love. You can never find perfect love in fear. The Bible says perfect love casts us off here. The Bible says the love of God, the Bible says it's a consuming fire. It consumes. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart. So anytime you see the true love of God, you see peace, you see tranquility, you see perspicuity, you see love, you see, you see clarity, you see vision come alive, you see aspiration come alive, you see God in the midst of them. The Bible says it's He who rules in their affairs. Of men, so what love is? Love is not fear. So you must don't understand that you don't have to have fear. Anytime there is fear, 
Anytime you notice there is fear in the love you profess or the love somebody professes to you, then you better run away. That is not love. That's not love. So love is patient. The first thing you have to understand that love is patient. Never get tired of waiting. Never give off patient love endures. Never get tired. Patient love endures. Young man, please be patient with her. Young woman, be patient with him. God is still working on him. Be patient with each other. Listen, I've never seen where husband and wife are patient and God is not in the midst of them. Anytime you see patience, you see that that love will last longer. You see that that marriage will last longer. Be patient with each other. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. Love is kind. Number two, kindness is kindness is love in action. Kindness is the ability to love someone more than they deserve. She doesn't deserve to be loved, but you say, no, I love you. She doesn't deserve anything from, from you. Maybe she hurts you. Maybe you hurt her. She doesn't I didn't deserve it, but I still love you. What, do you. what do we actually deserve from God? But still, he gave up his son. We sinned against him. We bastardized his name, but still he loved us. We nailed his son to the cross. Still he loved us because his love is shared abroad in our heart. A woman came to me one day. He said, Pastor, my husband does not deserve my husband does not deserve kindness at all. And I told her, give it to him on credit. Do you know that love, in the arena of love, everything we give on credit. Forgiveness on credit. <laughs> everything we give on credit. We give everything on credit. Everything on credit in the arena of love. Forgive your wife ahead of time. Forgive your husband ahead of time. Because when you forgive yourself ahead of time, because marriage is two forgivers living together, forgive each other ahead of time. Oh, pastor, she offend me. You better forgive her because she will offend you again. Oh, pastor, he offend me. You better start forgiving him now because another one is coming tomorrow. Why you are still holding on to that one? Another one is coming. So learn how to forgive. Show mercy. Show kindness. The Bible says, I will show mercy upon whom I will show mercy. I have compassion of him. I will show compassion. It says, by his mercy, by his mercy, we are not consumed. It is the mercy of the Lord that bringeth love. Anytime you see people that show themselves kindness, they will last long. Hallelujah. 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 In love arena, everything is given on credit. Do you are you excited about that? Treat a dog with kindness and he will never leave you. Number three, love does not envy. Why are you envy? Why are you jealousy? Because the help meet means to complement. It's not to compete. It's, it's to be compatible. It's to make sure that compatible. It's to complete what is incomplete. It's to stabilize what is not what's not stable. It's to make strong what is weak. That is what that is what it's all about. There's no point for envy. There's no point for jealousy. You don't have to jealous him. You don't have to jealous her. For the fact that she's the one that God has helped to help the family for now, to put food on the table, celebrate her. When she come with a salary, bless the salary. Tell her she's blessed. Lay hands on your wife. Every day, lay hands on your wife. I lay hands on my wife regularly. Lay hands on your wife. Lay hands on, on your children. Bless your wife for the fact that she's the one God is using at that moment. It may not be forever. But, but many men are so full of rage, jealousy, and they tell themselves, No, I am the head of this house. I am the head. Listen to me. Head don't make noise. Only headache make noise. You have you are the head. You are the head by responsibility. You are the head by responsibility. Hallelujah. You are the head by resp- let me say it again. You are the head 
by responsibility. Responding to your ability. That is why you are the head. You are not the head because to trample upon the woman. I am the head of this family. The children know you are the head. Your wife knows you are the head. You don't have to announce it. There's no point announcing that what you already is. If it is a nobody that announces I am a somebody, because a somebody does not announce he's a somebody. Everybody knows that it's somebody. If you are excited about it, why can't you shout Praise God. Hallelujah. So you don't have to, you don't have to cry over what you already is. You don't have to shout over what you already is. What you are is what you are. If you are great, you are great. If you are small, you are small. But I prophesy by the mandate of heaven today, I release upon your life today. You are great. You will not lose your headship. You will not lose your position. You will not lose your passion in the name of Jesus. So there's no point for envy. There's no point for jealousy. Love is not possessive. Love is not possessive. When you feel yourself turning green with envy, ladies and gentlemen, you are right for trouble. When you feel yourself turning green with envy, with jealousy, I have seen a man who throw television from up to down and break the television, break all the DSTV in the house because of why the wife is the one that provided for it. He said, I'm the head of this family. You can't talk to me like that. Any little thing, he picks offense because of inferiority complex. One thing that brings envy and jealousy and lack of, lack of confidence is inferiority complex. Be confident in yourself. God can use anybody at any time. He can use your wife. At the time of your marriage, he can use your wife. And if God is using her, praise God for her. Hallelujah. 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 I'm so excited. Don't get angry when someone admires your spouse. This is another problem I noticed. Don't get angry when somebody... Some people, they can't stand another man talk to their wife. Even in the public. They can't stand it. It's all full of anger and jealousy. Who is that man talking to you? Listen to me, I've come to understand, but they are actually complimenting. I've come to understand they are actually complimenting what you are doing. If somebody appreciates your wife outside, you better thank God because you are doing well. <laughs> oh, Pastor, what if he goes about and sleeping with you? No, they won't, he won't, she won't, she's not a goat. She's not a goat. She's not a dog. She will not go and sleep with him. Listen to me. Anytime people admire your husband, your wife, your wife outside, it's for good. It's for good. I can assure you. It's for good. It's for good. Anytime people admire my wife outside, I am excited. I feel out of the world because I know I'm doing a good job. <laughs> Everybody say a good job. A good job. I'm doing a good job. Hallelujah. James Dobson said, if you love something, set it free. If it comes back to you, it's yours. If it doesn't, it never was in one at, at, at the beginning. Every envy, envy possesses and love releases. Anywhere you see envy, you see obsession. People are obsessed. How can you be going up somebody with obsession? Lying to yourself. Envy. Envy, envy possesses, but love, what does it do? It releases. Number four, love does not boast. It's not proud. Love does not say, I know you are fat. I have forced it. Wear a wig, but I love you. Love does not boast. Love does not feel, I am the head, I am this, I am that. No, it doesn't boast, it's not proud. Love is not proud. <laughs> love is not proud. Love does not put himself on display. And love makes no parade. Love has no pride. And love is needed most by those who deserve it. It less. 
instead. Who deserve you, you just give it to them. Even when they don't deserve it. Because marriage is the arena where the, the, the unlovely is loved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love is not proud. Remember that God has no superstar. Love is imperfect. Two imperfect people coming together before a perfect God with an imperfect lips. Speaking to a perfect God. That is love. Two imperfect people. That's why you don't have to use each other's witness against each other. Don't use our witness against her. Don't use his witness against him. Use his strength. Leverage on his strength. If you leverage on the strength of a man, leverage on the strength of a woman, I can assure you that marriage will last long. That relationship will lead into marriage. Hallelujah. So love is not proud. Love is not proud. God has no superstar. He only has servant. Listen to me. To be a good husband, to be a good wife, you have to understand for the position of servant. Jesus said, oh, among you want to be the greatest? You must be the servant of all. Hallelujah. His servant, uh, uh, servant are loving and humble. Servant are loving and very humble. Love is not rude. Love has good manner and does not behave indecently. I see a lot of families today who parade their children indecently, wear indecent dress for them. Don't be indecent. Don't, don't, don't parade your family indecently. Don't go to places where God is not. Be proud of your family. And be decent in whatever you do. Love, what's wrong with being mannerly? You see, in order for you to open doors for your wife to open, to enter the car, it's okay to, to give her food, breakfast on bed, even when you have been married for 25 years or 30 years. Lastly, love is not self-seeking. Love does not insist on its own way. Love does not pursue a selfish advantage. I have come to understand in life today the reason why there is divorce and there is divorce all over the world today. The reason why there is separation over the world is because two people who are coming together to become one are selfish. Anywhere you see selfishness, you cannot see progress. Anywhere you see selfishness, you cannot see advancement. Anywhere you see selfishness, good things can never happen there. When two people are selfish, even if it was only one, you can never see anything good out of it. Money can 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 hold a house, but it takes love to make a home. Love looks for a way to give. Many things can hold a house, but only love can build a house. Love is not easily angered. Love is not irritable. Love is not fretful. Love is not quick to take offense. For those of you who are in marriage already, you, do not, you have to resolve these issues, if possible, quickly. It is not too late to do so. Because marriage is work. Marriage is not play. It's hard work. Let me say it again. Marriage is hard work. Let me say it again. Marriage is hard work. Let me say it again. Marriage is hard work. And let me tell you, God blesses hard work. If there's anything God blesses, it's hard work. Let me conclude by saying this as I round up. I know you have been blessed. Wherever you see selfish people, you see lack of progress. You see disadvantages. You see family destroy. When you see a man that is selfish, a woman that is selfish, you will never see good in that relationship. Marriage is like two people who profess that they love each other. Love is like rice. When you put rice on fire and you want to eat good food, good rice, good jollof fried or fried rice. Of course, 
the rice is there you need condiment you need spices you need all kinds of ingredients maggi salt pepper cinnamon different seasoning and god has shared the seasoning in the hands of the husband and the wife god will not come down from heaven for a put of you to put the seasoning inside the food the rice is the love that you profess that you both of you want to eat and eat and enjoy for the rest of your life but you need to add some seasoning into that food and you hear some women say no no he's a bad man he doesn't love me he doesn't do this and you are cooking rice so you are already cooking rice he said me i will never release my maggi my benny now like my benny my my maggi my spices my seasoning my 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 condiment i will not release it and the man who is holding pepper and salt in his hand he said like me i will not release my own too i will never release my own pe- eh, pepper salt i will not release the beauty of the marriage is in the hands of the man and the woman but they fail to release it and now both in since in courtship that's what they've been doing and now the food is done and the food is tasteless. Rice is tasteless. The condiment is now useless in their hand. And they put their family in jeopardy. They put their children in trouble. They go their separate ways. But the question is, which separate ways will the children go? Release the spice. Release the condiment. My brother, I release it. It will make the, the marriage sweet. My sister, I release it. It will make relationship sweet. Don't hold on to what will make your life beautiful. Don't hold on to what will make your marriage interesting. Don't hold on to what will make your relationship interesting. Don't be selfish. Release it. It will make it come out beautiful. I hope you have been blessed today. I pray for every marriage that are troubled right now. I declare peace. Be still. In the name of Jesus, every challenges you are going through your marriages, every trouble you are going through marriages, I command peace right now. Every satanic manipulation over your children, I declare peace right now. Maybe you are here, you are listening to me, you have an autistic child, I command a blessing, release, healing upon that child in the name of Jesus. Maybe your husband is going through sickness right now, I command healing in the name of Jesus upon him. In that he will not die, your wife will not die, that cancer will not kill her. In the name of Jesus. I command the hand of the Lord to rest upon your relationship. For those of you that are yet to marry, or maybe you are about to get married, I command the release of favor in the name of Jesus. That wedding will be done. That marriage will be done. That house will be gotten. You will get that accommodation. You will get that apartment in the name of Jesus. You will get that job. Maybe you are troubled. Your wife has been, she finished NYC. She has not gotten a job. That job is coming. That business is coming. That vision will come alive. That aspiration will come alive. God will bring something new into your home. In the name of Jesus, I declare you blessed. Thank you, Father. Be that glorified. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Until I come your way again on Sunday, I am still your host, Reverend Muyua Ajo. Thank you.